Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to As a Woman, Episode 8, The Problem with Perfection. In this episode, I'm asking you if you are a barrier to your own goals. Are you setting yourself up for failure and self-sabotaging your own happiness? Learn about how perfectionism is the fuel for imposter syndrome and how to feel confident when you give your best effort and even are not perfect. Listen to my challenge for you this week. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi, friends. I am so excited to welcome you back to As a Woman. You are now listening to episode eight, The Problem with Perfection. As you can tell, the As a Woman podcast is about all the topics that I feel are important as life as a woman, the things that I wish I'd known earlier, the things I wish we would talk about more. This podcast is about the things that I think are relevant to us as women, and the entire point is to empower you and to let you know that you are not alone because you are not alone. But I'm not an expert on everything. I mean, I'm an expert on fertility stuff, the hormones, the women's health. Yep, I'm an expert on that. I'll claim it because I've worked hard and dreamed big and achieved some goals there. But the living the life thing, the how to deal with issues, that's just me sharing. I'm not an expert on what is right. I'm just living my own life and I've learned certain lessons. And I'm just sharing with you the things that I wish I had known. I've made mistakes, I failed big, and I'm still here. I'm still here, sitting in my closet, recording the podcast, chasing my dreams, and I totally understand now that your life doesn't have to be the way you planned for it to be. It can be better. It can be wilder than your biggest dreams, and you do not have to settle. You don't have to act any certain way. This is your life. So really, this podcast, it's about me. And that's what this episode is. This episode is me showing you a huge problem of mine. And I entitled the whole episode after this. I'm a perfectionist and it is a problem. It's not a problem everywhere. I know that. There's some aspects of my life where it really makes me who I am. And I've probably excelled really well because of it. It makes me a great doctor. But there's some aspects of my life where it has held me back and continues to hold me back. And I've been in denial about it for a really long time. And when you are in denial about something, you can't change it. You can't make yourself better and you can't adapt to the world around you. Okay, so back to me. I was a little girl. I moved around a lot. I loved books. I liked school. I was introverted. We've talked about this stuff. But even before we moved, even when I knew I was a smart girl who loved books and knew the answer... I would never raise my hand to any question that a teacher asked me. 
And I just didn't want to be wrong. Even if I 100% knew the answer, I would not raise my hand. And even if a question was asked of me and I knew the answer in my head, I just started to doubt myself. Before I could answer, I would sit there in silence and my brain would contemplate the risk. Do I say my answer? What if I'm wrong? What if my answer isn't right? Am I sure that's the answer? Maybe it's something else. What else could it be? I, I can't be right on this. Well, I mean, that doesn't really work very well when the teacher asks you a question. And do you know what happened most of the time? The teacher would take my silence, even though my brain was working hard, I wasn't thinking about nothing, but I just wasn't answering. And she just would assume I didn't know and would answer herself or move on to the next student. And that would just be how it was. And embarrassingly, like this isn't just middle school or elementary school, Natalie, that I'm sitting here talking about. I mean, I sat in the back of the room in college and I would copy down my notes, but I was staying silent. I didn't want to be up front or be asked a question. And in medical school, I went to UTMB, which is in Galveston, and we had something called PBL. All the Galveston friends, do they still do that? Does PBL still exist? It's called problem-based learning. And essentially, I think it's a big ploy to force students to break out of kind of how I was feeling. You had to participate in these little small groups to solve different problems. And really, participation was key. I hated it. Like, I hated PBL with a passion. And like most of my friends, oh, yay, we're going to PBL. It's so fun. And they loved it. And I loved the people in my group, my classmates. But I dreaded going to PBL. I didn't really understand why, but it was that I would be put through the anxiety-provoking process of potentially having to participate and answer questions and being wrong or not saying the right thing over and over again. And even on rounds, like as a medical student in my clinical years or as a resident, being pimped, you know what being pimped is? That's when the attending is purposefully asking questions of you to try to drag out how much knowledge you know. There's probably like a good rationale behind it because like the things I got pimped on when I didn't know them, I would tend to go home and study it furiously and I know I would never miss those things on a test. So it really is part of the learning process, but I hated it. I mean, everybody hates it, but I would do the same like elementary school Natalie thing. I'd be asked a question And I would just sit there terrified. I'd stare. I wouldn't want to answer wrong. So I was like running through all the things in my brain and I just wanted to be right. And I was weighing the risk of saying nothing or saying I don't know and trying to think of what else it could be because I just didn't believe that I could be right. And I tell you this because I'm smart and I know I'm smart and I'm confident in myself and I am. I'm I'm double board certified, I'm an OBGYN, and I passed my REI board, so that was two big written exams, a thesis, and two oral exams, which we won't won't even go there, how terrifying an oral exam is, maybe the most anxiety-provoking time of my life. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited the summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside, enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe 
who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit, and there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. But here's the thing. I'm a perfectionist. I want to be right. I want to know it all. I can't handle being wrong without it hurting my self-esteem or making me doubt myself and having long-lasting impacts. I have to do things exactly right or I want to start them completely over. And if you're like me, if you start to doubt yourself if it's not absolutely perfect, do you know what it's leading to? It is leading to imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is thinking and feeling like you don't belong, that you can't really cut it, whatever the it is if you're trying to do. Of course, it was medicine for me, but I know other people and other women feel this way. They're in business or law or tech or finance or being a mom or whatever it is. It's like you tricked everyone and you're going to be found out. It's this anxiety inside that you're hiding a big secret that you can't really do the thing that you're trying to do. And it's a huge hindrance to any type of success. Imposter syndrome can lead to anxiety and stress and burnout. And I know burnout is such a trendy word, but really, what does it mean? It means you leave a path of something that you love because you can't handle feeling like you don't belong that the work that it's taking to be there or to fit in is too great and the sacrifices are too much because it's pushing you really far from your real self. Burnout's really real, often because you're in a bad environment. But sometimes we are accelerating this because of how we allow ourselves to think and this internal feeling. It's like you can't handle constantly being pushed forward when your internal feelings telling you you can't do it. 
sometimes that internal feeling is totally right. Your environment's really wrong and you can't do it because you shouldn't do it. Sometimes that internal feeling is completely false. You can do it. You are smart enough, but there's this reason that you are doubting yourself. And I think the fuel of that sometimes for us or for me personally is being a perfectionist. I don't feel prepared for something unless I know every single thing. And then even if I know 99% of the things, the one thing I don't know, the one thing that's wrong will make me feel like a failure. And friends, like we are human. Failure is part of life. We can't be perfect all the time. We can't know everything. And we have to give ourselves allowances that we can't be perfect all the time or know everything We are going to make mistakes and we can't make those think that we are not worthy. Being a perfectionist is a problem. But imposter syndrome, this feeling like you don't belong or you can't cut it, it fuels you into the comparison game. And I think the comparison game is one of the most unhealthy places that we can be in. We're sitting there looking around, how is everyone else making it? How do I compare to them? How can I be like them? How can I have the confidence that they do? What are they doing? What's the secret? That comparison leads to stronger feelings of inadequacy, of jealousy, and of isolation. And suddenly now, you belong even less. You are an even bigger imposter. It is a terrible cycle. So let me give you an example. In medical school, I got so caught up in learning every single thing from every single source that there was not enough time to get through all the material. And I would compare myself then to how my friends were studying. So I would try to read the book, take the notes, use 28 highlighters, have some colored pens, write in the margins, make flashcards, watch the online lecture, look at the section in first aid, and do the 20 other things that everybody else I knew was doing. The perfectionist in me didn't feel like I was doing it right unless I was doing it all and doing it all perfectly but it led to impossible expectations. I couldn't get through it all. I learned less because my time wasn't spent well and my perfectionist expectations kept me feeling like if I wasn't doing it all, that I wasn't doing enough. And then do you know what happened? I didn't learn all the material, so I didn't do very well on that test. And then I started looking at all my friends were doing. I started the comparison game. So then I tried even more things. I started filling up my plate with even different ideas for how to study. This striving for perfection to know it all led me to not feel good enough if I didn't know it all. And I doubted myself worse and worse and worse. It created this imposter syndrome and it made me play the comparison game. I became so jealous that I felt even more alone, like everybody there was excelling and could cut it except for me. But friends, I could cut it. I mean, I cut it. Look, I did it. I figured it out. It just took me too long. And you can't do everything. If you follow me on Instagram, if you follow any of the amazing physician moms who I'm friends with on Instagram, you will see that we all say you can't do everything everything. You can't do it all the time. You can't be everyone to everybody. It's all about learning your priorities and how to balance it. You have to figure out what works for you and prioritize you and that. Who cares what your friends are doing? Don't you make flashcards if flashcards don't work from you? 
Don't you just read from the book just to read from the book if instead in your brain you're planning your wedding. Don't set a goal to run a marathon and create a crazy running schedule and then, you know, quit the whole thing if you get sick for three days. You have to give yourself some room to be imperfect. And it's also really important to start with achievable goals. If you make a study plan that's outrageous and you can't get through all the material in one day, you're setting yourself up for failure. You know yourself and you need to go for the win. Little victories fuel us and instill more confidence in ourselves. And this is the start of breaking out of imposter syndrome. It's really multifactorial. You have to start with accepting yourself. So I hate to break it to you. Here it is, friends. You're not perfect. Being a perfectionist and striving for perfection all the time is not reasonable. You have to accept that you can't be perfect all the time and you must give yourself grace in those moments. Do you hear that from me? Please give yourself grace. Really, it takes some awareness. Knowing that you are feeling like an imposter because of your inner drive to be perfect and that it doesn't have to be perfect for you to be worthy. You are worthy. It takes some understanding of yourself. You have to learn to look inside and learn to accept your own inherent imperfections. And so on this note, I read a New York Times opinion piece called Why Girls Beat Boys at School and Lose to Them at the Office. And it's good. It resonated with me. The overall gist is that young girls are more disciplined than young boys, and they tend to do really well on schoolwork. Young girls are goal-oriented, very aware, and very conscious about doing it right. They want to get the answer right, and they strive for perfection. But for many girls, this behavior instills in them that they are not good enough unless they are perfect. And this is as opposed to boys. Young boys tend to feel good enough because they tried, regardless of the outcome. So the thought is that our confidence as girls stems from being correct or being right or being perfect. And in boys, their confidence comes from putting in the effort, less inclusive on what the outcome is. And I don't know about you, but I felt that. I mean, if I'm trying my best and my best isn't good enough, nope, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't feel confident in myself. Maybe I don't belong on the team. And I can see that not everybody feels that way. You know, maybe men are better than us at saying, hey, I tried my best and my best is good enough and that's what you're going to get. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual Multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy and the results showed increased in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W 
for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And I'm not saying that this is exclusively a male-female thing, but it resonated with me and I'm a woman, so I'm sharing it with you in case it resonates with you. And I'm also not saying that nothing is worth doing perfectly because there are most certainly things that need to be as perfect as they can. But perfection is not always within your control. That's my huge revelation for you. You are not in control if things are done perfectly. So it is unreasonable for a perfection to be the goal. Friends, the goal is your best effort. That's really what you can give. You can give all your attention and all of your best. That's the goal that you strive for. And if you do it, you need to feel good with yourself. Hey, I gave my best and regardless of the outcome, I know I put my best self out there on the line. Why should that not leave us feeling confident? Our best, a lot of times, will actually be perfect, but you can't guarantee perfection. And as a fertility physician, I'm meticulous about so many things you guys don't even know. I want everything perfect. I even want my notes perfect, and I want my patients' outcomes to be perfect. I want 100% of my patients to have success and to be pregnant, but that is not in my control. What is in my control is that I'm working my hardest while I'm there with them, that I know everything I can about them. I have evaluated all the things that I can. I'm interpreting that well. I'm explaining my plan to them, and I'm working my hardest to try to get that patient to their goal. That's all that I can do. It is important to ask for help when you need it. It is important to not be afraid to admit mistakes Mistakes and failures make you feel less perfect. Therefore, they make you feel less worthy. They make you feel like an imposter. You start comparing yourself to everyone. You feel jealous and you feel like you don't belong. You have to recognize these feelings and realize that mistakes or not being perfect, it's simply a part of life. I look at my life now and I know it's not going to be perfect but I have to look at what I can give my best effort to and feel confident that I'm doing my best. And that means something. And if you're coming to see me as a patient, you're going to know that you're getting my best and my best effort. And that is worth a lot. And so I feel confident in that. And I really believe that this is where most of us need to change our mindset and that that's really the key. So how do we change our mindset? We change our mindset by learning to acknowledge that we're not going to be perfect and accept this side of ourselves. This doesn't mean that we stop trying or that we don't want to do our best. It's actually completely the opposite. We say, hey, instead of only feeling confident when it's 100% perfect, I'm going to feel confident because I'm going to give my best to this. I'm going to give my best to this test. I'm going to give my best to running this run. I'm going to give my best to baking cookies for the bake sale. Whatever it is that you're doing, you're going to give your best to it and you're going to make the most of that moment. Hopefully that means you can put all of yourself into it and really enjoy it and not be distracted by all the other things you're trying to do or the comparison game. This also takes looking at your day. I think look at it simply like a day, not your whole life. What are your priorities? What has to be accomplished that day? And out of the things in your day, what needs your full best effort, the most time, what needs adequate time, And what things can you settle for the MVP? So 
I didn't understand this term and maybe you all know it. My sister, Megan, hi, Megan. Um, as you guys know, she's been really helpful to me in a lot of my adventures, but she sometimes will talk about the MVP in some areas of your life. And I'm going to say some areas of your day, you have to settle for the MVP and be totally fine with it. What is the MVP? It is the minimal viable product. Like sometimes it just has to be done and that's good enough. Check it off the list. Other things on your day need your very best effort. Neither of those things have to be perfect, guys. You can't do everything and do it well. And this has become so much more apparent to me as a working mom. You just have all these different competing needs and interests in one day. You want to spend time with your kids and you need to make dinners and you want to go for a run for yourself and you have to take care of patients and you have to look your best and yet they want you to sing them 12 songs at night and you want to play games and have fun, but you also want to write your podcast. I mean, there's so many different things that are going on at one day and you can't do them all at once. So you can't, we have to learn to prioritize which things need to be done our best, which things just need to be done. Not necessarily, even with our best effort, just check it off the list. Meaning sometimes getting something done is worth celebrating. Yay, you successfully checked it off your list. It is admitting, accepting, and being satisfied that not everything has to be perfect. And I really want you to strip that thought process of perfect out of your brain. Nothing needs to be done perfect. Some things need to be done your best. And that's a big difference. And so my challenge for you is to start looking at your day a little bit differently. Identify three tasks that just need to be done and three tasks that need to be done with your best. And I want you to really to think about it. Like I'm totally fine. And sometimes I think it's really wonderful and it should be if your workout for the day is on your list of things that needs to be done the best. Like you're going to give it your hardest and you're going to savor the moment. And other times, maybe your workout just has to get done. You don't really want to be there and it just has to be done. But at the start of each day or the day before, three things. Three things need your best effort and those are your focus things. And three things that just need to get done. You just have to pay the bill, book the flight, work on this talk, even if it doesn't have to be your best. So you need to look at each day in this way and give more time to the things that need your best effort for that day. And it shouldn't be the same things every day. Like if you're in med school, it shouldn't be, I need to give my best to studying every single day. Sometimes you need to give your best to you or to your kids or to your loved ones. And make it really specific because remember how I said earlier in this episode that little goals that are achievable give us confidence and little victories help us break out of the imposter syndrome. So I don't want you to go right... I need to run three miles today if you've barely worked out the past month. You know, run a half mile. doesn't going to take up long. Do it your best, so don't focus on anything else and just run it. And if you're going to be studying, I need to study my best. Figure out what small thing you need to study your best. And during that time, hey, I'm going to really study my best on the menstrual cycle. And during that time, I'm going to turn my phone off and other things and give an hour of my best time to studying that. And let some other things fall to the side while you're giving your best effort to the three things that you need for the day. And the three tasks that just have to be done, just knock them off so you don't have this constant to-do list that kills you. 
some little tasks that we dread actually don't take much time. And they're easy victories for us because they don't take our best effort and they don't need our best effort. So knock them off your list so that you feel accomplished and you got your little victory for the day. And I just want to end by saying, friends, this drive for perfection must stop. It'll hinder us from finding confidence or for getting the job done at all. And at some point in your life, you have to acknowledge that you're not a perfect being and accept that that is okay. It's authentic to acknowledge your imperfections. So I want you to cross out the error on the paper instead of starting it all over. I want you to admit you are wrong. I want you to tell somebody, I'm sorry, that you sounded too harsh. I want you to learn to change your path instead of feeling compelled to start it all over. And I want you to accept that our inherent imperfection allows us to accept ourselves And our accepting ourselves is the key to giving our best effort to the things that are important to us. And guys, I'm just going to end by saying, I'm still working on this too. I hope this topic resonates with you as it does with me, that just the difference between perfect and your best is a really important one in how you view yourself and how you view yourself is really important for how confident you are and how you view your own self-worth. I can't thank you enough for listening. I can't thank you enough for all your support for this podcast, for all the reviews and the ratings and the shares you guys are giving. You are inspiring me to keep spending my time on this because it is touching so many of you. And all of you who are emailing me or DMing me with thoughts and suggestions for future shows, I love it. Keep them coming. This podcast is still in its infancy, so if you like it, please do share and review it. Feel free to follow along on my Instagram at nataliecrawfordmd, and you can check out the blog at nataliecrawfordmd.com. And I just am going to end by saying I hope you feel good with something you gave your best to today. And if it was listening to this podcast, good job. You checked something off your list. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week as we get ready for episode number nine, Infertility 101. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. I'm Brian Halfrich, a 26-year-old bioethics PhD student and clothing brand CEO. Welcome to my podcast where we talk all things health and wellness, navigating your 20s, and becoming the best version of yourself. So sit down, play that episode, and join the collective.